What's up, everybody? This is Healing Intentions, and I'm your host, Adrian Mimetti. Uh, this podcast is about natural health and wellness, mental health, cannabis, psychedelics, philosophy, and spirituality. Today, my guest is Ben Schwartz, a fourth-year naturopathic medical student and colleague of mine who I've had the pleasure of getting to know more throughout our time in school. Uh, ben and I share many interests and beliefs about things like the brain, the planet, and of course, natural healing. Let's dive in. Hell yeah, man. I'm glad we could uh, make this happen finally. It's been I know. a long time coming. I know. This will be good also, I think, as your second podcast because I'm someone who's been going through exactly what you've been going through the last yep. four years. Yes. So we can share a lot of information exactly yeah. you've done a, a little bit of an addition with the uh chiropractic mm-hmm. d- degree as well so mm-hmm. you have some more lovely radiology classes with professors i never got a chance to oh man i don't miss those <laughs> i don't miss those one bit yeah but uh yeah lots to talk about man i'm excited i'm excited that you're here i'm excited this is happening i'm excited yeah. for this joint right here this should be fun it should be a good time pa- pablo picked his uh <laughs> favorite for the episode i know we got to switch places if i was over there pablo would be up there (laughs) um so today we've got some uh crazy glue um really nice sativa crazy Uh, glue yeah it's it it smells like crazy glue it's wild man yeah and it's a it's a really powerful sativa very cerebral so get ready for the ride the the names that people come up with for cannabis strains i how do I get that job? Right. I want that job, man. Well, we got to come up with some of our own genetics. Yeah. And uh, I, I came up with this one. I even reserved the domain name back in California. It's just making me remember now. Alkaline Kush. You have that? Yeah. AlkalineKush.com. Like, <laughs> you have that copyrighted? Yeah. No, not copyrighted. I didn't go through that process. Or just... I thought of that because growing the you know cannabis with Kangen water, which is alkaline. Yeah. I just think that the, you know, the idea is there. I love that. I had no idea. This is the first time. Yeah. I just just, said we've known each other for four years and I've absolutely never known that. Yeah. I just remembered. I haven't told you. There's a lot of stuff, man. I've told you a lot, but. Man. Yeah. I think, I think the, the names of some of these are just, I enjoy it so much more when I can connect to the name. Yeah. (laughs) You know, funny names like. Uh, this is permanent. I remember that was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I've, and I've had friends, you know, experiences where they've smoked or they've been newer to it and they've been super high. And then all of a sudden in the middle of it, you know, a couple hours later, they're like, Adrian, am I going to be like this forever? <laughs> I think that's everyone's like first or second time. Yeah, for sure. At yeah. least first or second time where you have too much. Right. And, and you're, you're, you haven't learned how to corral your thoughts yet. <laughs> exactly. Then you just go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> name, create a name of a strain right now off the dome. Two words. Oh. Ready? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, here's another one that okay. I thought about, but it, I, I've already had it. I just created Kangen Kush. <laughs> That's perfect. KK. I mean, you can 
you could have some good investors for that. Right. I have a good feeling. The company might not be totally on board. You don't but think? We're gonna we're gonna get them there. Give it till give it till twenty twenty two. Yeah. Then we'll then we'll start talking. Japan will legalize medical cannabis, hopefully. Yeah. By that point, if they don't already. I'm not sure about that one. That's a good one, yeah. I don't know. I just I got a feeling they're ahead of the times. I'd like to think. They're ahead of the times in <clears throat> many ways. I know that they were texting like 10 years before the U.S. even was. Texting? Texting, yeah. Wow. Yep. And even in Europe, texting was a thing. I remember they'd say AMS or SMS messages. I'm going to send an SMS. Man, how we've advanced. I remember having, <clears throat> what was it, like $20 a, a month or something mm-hmm. on your, your pay as you go. And every text was like five cents or whatnot. And you'd have to stop conversations. <laughs> in order to like meet your financial limit <laughs> that's right that's right i remember that that's insane I'm talking to family over in europe and my family my parents always be like okay hurry up it's expensive hurry up come uh-huh. on uh-huh. like now it's like unlimited remember they'll be i remember I back then being like oh one day they'll be awesome they'll have you know video and you just have it in. and here we are that's that day we're I know we say it all the time. We're cyborgs. Yeah. We are cyborgs. I agree with Elon Musk when he says that if we don't integrate with AI, I I fear that they might take us over. And I know that's some crazy, crazy talk, but look, we already are kind of like AI. We have our cell phones on us nonstop and people are literally, you know, addicted Mm -hmm. to them, myself included. If you see the add up the screen time that Apple keeps track of, I'm on my phone eight, nine hours a day. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Especially during this quarantine, it's uh, you. You just watch your your time on your phone just skyrocket. Yeah, and your iPad or computer, whatever it be, it's um, it's strange. But yeah, they. I mean, we're already <clears throat> so a part of our phones. We have a whole we have a whole other person on the other on the other end of the phone. Exactly. It's insane. It's yep. really insane. Oh, hey, before I forget, I wanted to start. Uh, I wanted to start the podcast with mm-hmm. checking in with yourself. Oh, right, right, right. Got this from uh, <clears throat> Dr. Charlie Cropley. He's in Colorado. And uh, my old ND intern that was in the clinic at National University of Health Sciences was uh, Alex Orton, who's now Dr. Alex Orton. Shout out to both of them. Shout out. And... Uh, just was watching Rosie Berry's Love is Medicine podcast mm-hmm. or uh, video series. And on episode five, Dr. Charlie Cropley talks about uh, checking in with somebody. And, you you know, it's really a, a movement of kindness. It's really saying, you know, I care about you mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of tell me how you're doing right now. So in three words, Ben, uh, check in with yourself mm. right now and tell me how you're doing. All right. Well, since I'm with you, number one, first word, always, of course. I got to be special. <laughs> Good one. Um, let's see. Special. I'll be open oh. and appreciative. Beautiful. Let us begin. How about you? I am <clears throat> excited, um, grateful, and, you know, a little anxious. I've, I've definitely been on, 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 on edge through, throughout this quarantine, mm-hmm. you know, being home, being... I'm I'm very much an extrovert, so I get a lot of energy from being around people, mm-hmm. and not having that quite as much has been has been tough for sure. Definitely a huge challenge for everyone. How have you been 
coping with that. Everyone's strategies are so different, man. Yep. Yep. I've been, I've been really focusing on meditating. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been using the insight timer app, which I really like a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, which actually one of my patients in the clinic told me about, which is, which I thought was cool. cool. They they always say you learn a lot from your patients and it really is true. I definitely believe that. And, uh, so I use that app and every morning I, I try to do it like first thing right when I wake up, but some point in the early morning, right. You know, early part of the day, I'll set the timer for even 10 minutes, sometimes even just five. And I got this nice little meditation cushion uh, off of Amazon that I just started using. But before that, I'll just (laughs) sit on my couch. It makes a world of difference. It is. It really is nice. I'd recommend it for sure. Um, But even just sitting in a chair on your couch, wherever, and, you know, just being quiet and, and going within and just kind of trying to quiet your mind. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's an exercise. People say, oh, well, what is meditation? I don't really get it. It's, you know, you can't stop your thoughts. Like that's nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, but you, you're, you know, the whole exercise is you have a thought and then you kind of just observe it and watch it go by like a cloud mm-hmm. or a wave in the ocean. And then you go back to your breath or to your mantra or whatever you're using, you know, mm-hmm. and then another thought comes in and then you go back to your breath and another thought comes in. And then every time you go back to your breath and kind of refocus, that's the practice. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you know, the more you do right. it, the easier it gets and you get quite a bit out of it, you know, not only physiologically, but mentally, even spiritually. You know? Definitely. And, and the effects are lasting. It's not only during the meditation. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of people I feel like have the wrong idea about it, which might even steer them away from trying it mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. I feel like everyone would be like, all right, let's give this a shot. Right. 15 minutes. Let's do it. <clears throat> But it's definitely, it's not, people get frustrated when they can't quiet their thoughts. Right. They, they feel like, well, I'm not doing it right because I, I'm still thinking about this and that and, and whatnot. And every time I try to not think about it, boom, it pops right back up. Mm-hmm. But the idea is letting that, letting that thought come, processing it, feeling it, right. saying, I'm aware of how I feel and letting it pass. Right. And the better, you, the more you do that, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. And that persists during the day not just the meditation exactly yeah that's yeah well said and it's just you know we we feed our bodies every day with food and it's like what are you doing for your mind every day you know and this is like a mental exercise right it's it's, it's doing a lot of things it's on so many levels and it seems so simple like what just sit there in silence for a Mm -hmm. few minutes like what could that do sometimes the simplest things have the most profound impact you know yeah i mean think about when we didn't have uh, like internet or cell phones or whatnot, there would be so many times throughout a day that you would be in silence. You would be with your thoughts. Right. No TV, yep. no, um, you know, Facebook, whatever it be, no phone to reach out and actually talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You'd be alone. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a normal thing. It's a part of us. And right. we're kind of neglecting it. Yep. And, and meditation will, will definitely bring you back to that. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm curious, what was kind of like your path to naturopathic medicine? Tell me about all that. Tell me your story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I said, you and I are, we're on our fourth year of knowing each other and our fourth year of school, we graduate in August. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doctors in August. Yep. Um, 
let's see, for me, it was, I mean, we've talked about this, so you know a little bit. Right. Um, for our listeners. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely started in college, obviously. I had, I had intention to be in the healthcare field. <coughs> mm-hmm. I knew that one was going to get me. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, what do you know? It was just 420. It's 421. Yeah. <clears throat> was it really? Uh-huh. That was just a little hello. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so yeah, I had the I had the idea that I wanted to be a part of healthcare. Now, when I was in college and I was going through what we called the Health Professions Advisory Group, mm-hmm. um I it was it was I didn't I didn't know enough. I knew that I wanted to help people with their health. That's all I knew. I didn't want to, I didn't know if I wanted to specialize in anything, work with um, autoimmune, uh, arthritis, like anything, any of those conditions. I had nothing like that. I just knew I wanted to help people. Um, so go, throughout going through the my time with the Health Professions Advisory Group, I was, I was like, this is super um, strict super um almost like uh um blanking on the word Mm, authoritarian yeah nice it was it was just it was like very um i don't know it felt it it was uncomfortable it was uncomfortable you you felt pressured uh it was super competitive um it it didn't feel like it was this encouraging supportive environment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which totally turned me away from it. Um, but I kept going and, and thankfully I had this advisor who, um, who randomly one day, I mean, she, I was with her enough throughout the week to where she could see I was kind of, um, losing interest in, in being the traditional kind of doctor. And she sent me an email, Mm. just an email, not, not even face to face, just not like, not even check this out, just forward me an email for uh, naturopathic medicine and I read that and I remember I read it I didn't think anything of it and then like a week or two later I just circled back around to it and and like dove into it one night at like midnight 1 a.m and uh, learned so much about it and was like this is it this is this is exactly what I had in mind for medicine Mm. exactly what I had in mind and I chose to to do that instead, and it's sort of a funny story for me, and I'm sure there are other um, naturopathic doctors or even medical students who have this same idea, but um, for me, I, I've, even when I said I'm going to pursue naturopathic medicine, I, um, I almost, other than my advisor, didn't feel supported mm-hmm. as if it wasn't the real deal. It wasn't, you know, like... I don't know, surgery and, uh, in the hospital kind of medicine. Right. Um, so it, it was like not real. It was not real to my school. Um, and to your undergrad, to my undergrad. Yeah. 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 And, um, but, uh, to, to my advisor and another, I'll call her an advisor. She was pretty much an advisor Two two women, um, mm-hmm. the faculty there just saw it through, saw, saw naturopathic medicine for exactly what it was. We talked about it deep all the time. And I was like, you know what? Like, thank you. Thank you for this. Like you, you are the pivotal role and and part of my life that pushed me to this. That's amazing. I know it's, and I, like I said, I feel like a lot of people have had that same exact experience where, um, 
they don't align with traditional medicines or Western medicines, I'll say, because mm-hmm. I feel like naturopathic medicine is really the traditional yeah. medicine. Right. Um, prior to all of these advancements in technology and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't always align with that person. And so many people don't even know naturopathy exists. Yep. I have so many friends who still don't really understand what I'm doing. I'm, they'll call me the essential oil doctor. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, if that's, if that's what you want to think. Um, but it's, it's so much more than that. And I'm sure that throughout any time in this podcast, that, that however many guests you have on here, people who, who listen will start to open up and understand naturopathic medicine. But, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's the one for me, and I, I haven't looked back. I mean, four years in, you and I know how happy we are, and our vision for the next, I don't know, sixty years of our lives. Like we we're going in the right direction. Yeah, natural medicine is not going to be going down. Mm-mm. It's only going up, <laughs> right, from here on out. You know, there's a huge emphasis on prevention, right, and that's that's exactly what we do. Yep, it's exactly what we do. Yep, that's that's beautiful well said and uh you know it's funny each of our different paths that that bring us to naturopathic medicine you know mine is (laughs) completely different and it's yeah you know um but kind of similar too Mm -hmm. you know in a way like i took a little detour (laughs) for for a a minute i wanted to be a doctor my whole life you know signed up undergrad as a biology major at depaul university in the city chicago Mm -hmm. and you know at the time I had a, a cousin that was doing really well in the mortgage industry. And I'm like, wow, you know, I want to make a lot of money. Like I want to do that quickly. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be old when I'm a doctor. I know you have to do the residency and all this stuff. And then, <laughs> so then I switched my major to finance, uh, in undergrad at DePaul. And that's what I did business finance accounting with a sales minor and like <laughs> totally a different path. But mm-hmm. like, I was good at that stuff, you know, and it's such an interesting you know, when you think about it, <clears throat> just because you're good at something doesn't mean that needs to be your career, you know, and I was, exactly. I was very good at, you know, Excel spreadsheets and analytical, you know, let's add these up and make these formulas and like, yeah. great, but I didn't enjoy it, mm-hmm. especially like as a full-time job. Like when I did that as my first job out of school, it was, it was not, it was not fun, but funny enough, it was in, we invested in natural and organic food and beverage products. At the yeah. very, at my very first job. You dipped your toes. Yeah. I was at Whole Foods like 12 years ago. Yeah. Just blowing my mind open. Like, holy shit, this stuff exists yeah, out there. Yeah, you, you were out in California. Yeah. You you were out there where the the whole energy is totally, totally different. Yep. It's, it's shifted toward natural medicine, and it's been that way. Yep. So you got to, you got to live in that. Yep. Yeah. I lived in California for a year and a half, uh, nine months in Newport beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mile from the ocean and that was incredible. Um, man, I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and then I lived in LA for like seven, eight months mm. and in Koreatown, which is very interesting, mm. very nice little, uh, pocket of LA. <laughs> A lot of great Korean barbecue. Oh, I was about to say the food. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So much great international vibes. Um, and yeah, California just completely, you know, changed me. And I just, I got a taste for that. You know, people say, what do you like about it so much? The weather. And I'm like, yeah, the weather is amazing. 
Um, but it's it's the vibe, it's the people, it's the mentality mm-hmm. of the people that you just the random person you talk to at the grocery. It's tangible. Store. Yeah, you can feel it. Yep. When you when I mean you and I went out there, we went to San Francisco. We had the mm-hmm. the pleasure of traveling. Yeah. What a privilege it was. Yep. Um, but uh, and that was my first time, mm-hmm. and I had been dying to get out there and feel it. Yeah. And you really feel it. You really do. Yeah. And and it's well said beautiful you you really feel it and it's a, such a different feeling from northern california to southern california mm. they're both great in their different ways in their own ways and their own different ways southern california is more sunny for sure uh, a little warmer de- definitely more of the beach you know vibe people right. going to the beaches and stuff a lot right and you know parts of it can be definitely a little more materialistic egotistic but i try to stay away from that sure. you know that's in every city that's yeah, in you chicago find that everywhere. that's everywhere so um nice so what is it about naturopathic medicine necessarily that like what drew you to it like what was it about naturopathic medicine well let's see best way to say that would be <clears throat> it's it's kind of it's everything you know and you it's it's okay so this is health and it's everything before health it's how you, it's how you're reaching health mm-hmm. it's not after health right you know you it's not the it's not the part where you're no longer healthy you've passed that and you're moving toward unhealthy mm-hmm. and that's when you seek your doctor yeah granted we do that right. i mean we help a lot of acute conditions chronic conditions mm-hmm. um, but like i said earlier it's super preventative it's it's the simple stuff a lot of a lot of people, a lot of doctors, for sure, would sit in on a visit of ours and say, "Well, duh, well, duh, you have to sleep more." But it's just knowing the science about that and taking taking medicine back to just the the basic biology and how you can fine tune that yep. without super um, high tech intervention and reach the same goal. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's biohacking. We're mm-hmm. hacking our biology to achieve the same thing. Now that's obviously a verbose way of saying it but it's also just it's it's what seems right yeah to i mean you are what you eat how i mean you everyone's heard that right since they were a kid so why don't we take that seriously we all know that mm-hmm. we all know that so it's it's like becoming the naturopathic doctor i'm putting four years into this i believe it mm-hmm. i really think that food for example is medicine mm-hmm. and and once you understand food and and the the impact it has on every cell in your body whether you think that way or not if you're educated on that then it then you there's no looking back yep and that's where i was and i also felt lucky to have had um a brother of mine the only brother sam <laughs> <laughs> was uh he was super into um health and fitness uh he got i mean he went to virginia tech and he got i'm gonna i don't know the name of the degree but it was like an exercise science and nutrition degree oh cool and this was all things that like i mean he's a role model so Mm -hmm. i see that and i i was influenced by that early and even before then when we were young um I never even thought twice of it back then, but my mom would feed us super well, like make sure that we'd have the fruits and vegetables and even go as far as to get organic back then when I was young. That's awesome. So yeah. things that like I didn't realize were, were influencing me. I was, I was already like, I don't know. I was already, 
on this direction long ago anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so back to my path to it, um, I realized I never finished that. Um, yeah. That happens say. sometimes. <laughs> A little side effect of cannabis can be. Uh, but we're back to it. Uh, so I, I was, you know, doing different jobs in finance. And I said, oh, I even interviewed for Wells Fargo. And I interviewed with like eight different people, you know, and they all love me. And they're like, oh, you know, this is, it was really looking good. And for this like really awesome position. And then at the end, they're like, you know, Adrian, you seem like you have the finance skills, but like you seem more like a marketing sales type of guy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I think you're right about that. Yeah. And after that, I started applying for sales jobs. Mm-hmm. And then I did full time professional sales for, you know, a total of nine years in my life. And so, you know, kind of that whole combination of things uh, is, is kind of made me who I am today, a really unique combination of different skills and jobs. I added it up. I've been, I've worked in 16 different, uh, jobs since I've been 16, man, that's wild. (laughs) Yeah. In different industries. And I think I've got like four. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. So some of them were like a week or two or a month, you know, so like all the little, you know, seasonal things, everything I sold, cut cone knives, like all this stuff. Right. So anyway, you know, I was working in <clears throat> commercial real estate in, in downtown Chicago and like retail office leasing or office leasing, not retail. And um, I got this opportunity to move to California for this solar sales job. It wasn't anything, you know, I didn't really know much about it, but it was just like an excuse mm-hmm. to, to just to get out there. I've always wanted to visit it a few times. We had family down in Southern California and and I said, you know what? I've always wanted to live there. I sold my condo kind of on a whim oh, wow. that I had in downtown Chicago and, and, you know, just said, all right, I'm, I'm dipping and moved to California in August of 2014. Mm. And then, uh, yes, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. And never looked back and then lived there, like I said, for a year and a half. But while I was there, I ended up getting in, involved in the cannabis industry, medical cannabis back then. And me and a business partner started up uh, Shades of Green, which was a edibles right. subscription box. Right. So every month our patients would get like four or five of our favorite edibles in the state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just going to different cannabis conferences, I saw this one doctor, Mich- Michelle Sexton, uh, who's a naturopathic doctor, speak at one of the cannabis conferences. And I was blown away. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is this naturopathic medicine thing? And I looked into it and I was still out in California at that time. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting, you know. And then a lot of things happened, you know, it didn't work out with us in the business um, between us. And so um, ended up moving back to Illinois. And uh, I said, well, you know, now what else am I going to do with my life? I said, well, I always wanted to be a doctor and it's never too late. So here I am, (laughs) 33, about to graduate here in August. And so it's kind of the, the whole point of it is that cannabis is really what led me to naturopathic medicine. And my whole idea from the beginning has been to kind of combine those two because, you know, cannabis is such a powerful medicine. And we've been literally just lied to about it for the last 80 years in our in our government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been a medicine used for, you know, for thousands of years around the world. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I think we're 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 just at the tip of yeah. the iceberg with what we know about cannabis. Yep. Yep. Um, it should, it should, it, it was breakthrough enough to see how expansive the endocannabinoid system is right inside the body. Right. 
we, I mean, we, we know very little, but we know it's there and we know it's important. Once you understand that, I mean, it's kind of right. like <clears throat> once you understand the physiological implications of mm-hmm. the endocannabinoid system and how, you know, how you can modulate that. That's not only through cannabis. Many things modulate that endocannabinoid system, but literally that system interacts with every physiological system in your body. So mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. Right. And being able to put in you know, an exogenous form of cannabis, whether it be CBD oil, you know, at the minimum, which and a lot of people need to remember that CBD is, is the sister. It's, right. it's half of the, the equation here. Yep. It's not only THC. Right. Exactly. CBD, THC, THC has a psychoactive component. There are also medical benefits to it as well. Um, appetite, um, stimulation mm-hmm. and for people going through cancer treatments. Yeah, works well with that uh, better than anything really. Um, for for nausea, for chronic pain. Oh yeah. For you know all kinds of things, even for the direct treatment of of the cancer cells. There's a lot of preclinical studies that show that. Oh yeah. There's there's new literature every day. Yeah. And and we're still very fresh. It's embryonic mm-hmm. with with the science. I like it, that. It's gonna it's gonna blow up. Yeah. But I love that man. Yeah. It. Uh, for me, like I, I had mentioned, my example was probably food and exercise that mm-hmm. led me here. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that, I mean, I've, I've felt the benefit of those throughout my life. And now, and now I'm here. And for you, it was, it was cannabis and yeah. probably the whole California lifestyle, to be honest. That's... Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, California lifestyle. And then I'd always, you know, been more natural leaning my whole life. Like mm-hmm. I grew up taking antibiotics as a kid, I remember. And you know, doing just the typical, you know, eating fast food, all the different stuff. But then I started watching documentaries about nutrition that mm-hmm. just blew my mind open and watching, you know, I remember the food revolution series in California, learning about nutrition and just being like, whoa. And mm-hmm. I started, you know, learning about nutrient density and yeah, like, you got to nice. go for those nutrient dense foods. That's where you get the nutrition in your body. For sure. And so I, it's, it's not necessarily about worrying about eating less of the bad for me. It's more about getting in more of the good yeah and it really you know like in california i would eat make these awesome smoothies with like 20 ingredients in them all these greens fruit you know seeds everything mm-hmm. um like sometimes i'd make them twice a day definitely and i had I, mine today there you go yeah me too i had <laughs> an awesome one and and that's what we're rocking until 4 40 p.m right that's all yeah, absolutely kind of, yeah yeah and our relationship with food right that's that's a big one yes um, yes that is super underplayed and i mean we we learn about it we definitely learn about it as naturopathic physicians mm-hmm. but um yeah we we kind of need to recalculate and reevaluate our relationship with food yes. that's a big one it's yes. um it's i mean what is i, I don't have the stats so i'm not going to start saying numbers but mm-hmm. the obesity in america um that comes from the the two things i mean it ha- it's obesity and then all of the conditions that follow that. Right. And then, uh, before that, what, what is it? It's, it's sedentary lifestyle and it's poor nutrition. Um, yeah. and I mean, these are all avoidable things. Like I said, if this is health, the stuff before, before that, not once you're circling back around passing health and, and moving toward unhealthy. Yeah. I, and, and I know you're, uh, of the belief too, that you could eat, all the healthy organic foods you want all day. You can drink all the water, mm-hmm. move, you know, exercise six days a week, whatever. 
But if you don't attack and go after the mental, emotional, uh, childhood traumas and all the stuff that's really, you know, ends up being at the root cause of a lot of our our illnesses. If we don't get after that, you know, you're, you're missing a big part of the picture. And I know it is the most difficult work, but absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Ooh, that, yeah, that makes my brain go in like 40 different directions. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's why it's smart to call it your relationship with food. Right. You might be providing the building blocks to your body with the food that you eat, but the physiology that's controlled up here, mm-hmm. you're, it's all going to start up here. How, how all of those nutrients that you're providing your body interact. I mean, right. you can, I mean, you can theoretically block, uh, your absorption and assimilation of these nutrients if you're in a very high stress high anxious or even a very low vibrational depressive episode yep um and that's you know that if if you're not like enjoying your meal and you have so-and-so on your mind or you're standing up right. when you're walking and, and you're pacing even maybe you're like Are just you- finished your workout on the way to a work stressful conference call or something like these are all things that that i mean you're telling your brain right now i'm not ready to eat yeah and then and then you're you're probably filling it with honestly in all of those situations not like high density nutrient food right on the go in the car even eating like tell me right you're gonna digest well right yeah i mean you got to be in that parasympathetic mode right you know rest and digest and if you're in that uh you know stressed out anxious you're not digesting much you know in that moment yeah yeah um man yeah like i said my my brain went in bunch of different yeah directions it's a heavy topic we could that talk was that was a big one episode i mean on we're very topic. big on food and we're and we're i know it about ourselves but we're we're huge on mental health yeah um and i mean i think what are some things you do for for that and just kind of keep insane through all of this and just in general mm, so for me i i mean <laughs> anyone who knows me will know that if i have a downfall it's probably sleep um that's mm-hmm. where that's where and, and this is to say, no one's, no one's perfect. Right. I'm definitely not the gold standard. Neither of us are. Most doctors are not. We all have mm-hmm. that one vice. Right. Sleep it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the nighttime. I get, I get things done in the nighttime. It's quiet. I focus. I'm yeah. with myself. I'm with my thoughts. And I can, I can chill with that late or early into the morning, but mm-hmm. late into the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the big thing has been sleep. I've been sleeping better than I have since being in college for sure i mean that's that's eight years at least awesome um and sleep yeah sleeping the best i i've ever have since then um full eight hours every night and that's a huge difference i mean the control that your circadian rhythm has on everything we just talked about right how you're i mean it's it's your brain's rest it, it truly is and if, if your mental health is what's driving all of these reactions in your body throughout the day if you don't rest the the pilot of that i mean Mm -hmm. what what are you setting yourself up for the next day right um so yeah i mean i've i've noticed so much just from sleep it's such a priority um like how many hours are you getting well i could i know (laughs) myself i could sleep for for 14 hours straight oh i know that nice like Um, like regularly 
no no okay. no no okay. just like for probably a short period of time Catch just for as yeah. as long as i've lived the the night owl lifestyle i still have some some yeah. makeup to do yeah um but i've been getting probably nine awesome every yeah. night that's what and, i shoot for nine. Oh man like why not what during this time you know totally got to make it a priority i always try to prioritize sleep for sure so that's not really coping how i'm right. coping right with being quarantined but it but affects a lot. but it's like it's where I've put my priority um, during all of this, nice. and it, it's been huge. I'd say coping. I don't know. Uh, you, you know me. I'm 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 a pretty good quarantiner. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's this was. It's not. It's not difficult for me really to be told to be in my house and just do what you want to do throughout the day. But like, get these assignments done or so and so. I'm right. like deal. Yeah. You put it on my time. Deal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're chilling. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that it's getting, uh, the weather's getting nice, it's, it's super easy to get outside Yeah, and Very finally easy. like reconnect outdoors again. Um, I couldn't imagine being quarantined in a Chicago winter, man. Mm. That's just, Mm-mm. that would be brutal. Yeah, man. Chicago winters are not for everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no man and i don't even want to i don't even want to say it. i sound like such an outsider but it's the wind i'm telling you i'm telling people it's the wind it's the big difference because you can go i'll I'll go home to virginia and and it's not like it's it's so much colder i mean we'll get down to the 20s 30s but it's the wind it's and especially when you're downtown and the buildings and the way it's just like you just get sucked into a vortex (laughs) it feels like someone is slingshotting crystals at your cheeks it's just like so (laughs) you've had some good moments it's so hard man Uh, that's funny so tell me what was it like uh growing up as a colonial kid in jamestown (laughs) (laughs) on pbs oh damn it oh man uh yeah so anyone anyone who watches this who remembers me in middle school or high school will know I did that. Um, yeah, I have a decent camera presence. It's not great. Mm. I obviously laugh. I mean, did you th- do that back then too? No. Well, there was one time where I did. I'll never forget it. I was <laughs> such a funny guy I was working with, and uh, I just couldn't keep a straight face around that's him. Awesome. But um, yeah, like I did that, man. I was super into theater and drama back then. Um, but. I mean, that just, that faded. It was mm-hmm. a phase. Mm-hmm. It was a phase. But yeah, it was on PBS. That's so cool. It was on PBS, and I'm not going to give the name of the show or anything. I don't think it's Googleable. I've tried. Oh, boy. Um, well, we'll see after this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that was that was something that I tried out and didn't fit. Didn't fit. Wasn't wasn't into it. That's cool. Yeah. I. Uh, it's funny because I also did a little child modeling myself. That's uh, right. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, I was in um, on the on a national Best Buy ad uh, with walkie talkies, um, in a national Walgreens ad with this Hawaiian shirt. Unreal. And what I, age? Uh, like probably twelve. Probably like 13. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm the dad. Oh. oh, Pablo got going on that one. Yeah, he's trying to laugh with us. <laughs> Pablo, hey, come here. Yeah, that'd be great if we can get him up here for come a little on, buddy. bit. We'll be in the podcast. He's got he's got wisdom. I'm I'm appreciative. I'll go back to my word choice. I'm appreciative of my my time I've had with Pablo. Yeah. Before you and I split and go our separate our separate ways in this life. 
it's been cool knowing Pablo. He's a trooper. He's been through a lot with me. He really has. Almost 12 and a half years. He really has. Yeah. For the viewers who can't see, I mean, if if you're listening, Pablo has one eye. He had to have it surgically removed. What was the condition? He had a melanoma, okay. benign melanoma. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I say it all the time to Adrian, but <clears throat> he's, I mean, you, you take an eye out of him. And I, I've never seen him not smiling. Yes. Ever. Yep. Ever. He's not having it. No, that's not. He's, <laughs> he's a little camera shy. But right yeah, now. it's almost like uh, it's almost like he got happier uh-huh. after his surgery. He's like, I don't need that eye anyway. Like just literally smiling every day, all day. You want to talk about gratitude? You can you can just learn so much from from a dog. Yep unconditional love seriously and gratitude i mean that's really what it's all about um what about tell me about your what you're what you're doing right now your experiment your elimination oh sure yeah so uh i'm i'm in the middle of an elimination diet right now which is basically taking out a bunch of common inflammatory or um allergic foods and uh yeah it feels it feels good it does feel really good. Um, I, I eat well, you know that, mm-hmm. but um, I definitely have some things that I feel like I can truly fix with diet. Um, I've had, well, I mean, and I say this lightly, but I've, I've had acne, acne that I've noticed. It's never been, it's never been bad. Yeah. I'm fortunate it's not like cystic all over the place. Right. I, truly feel for those people mm-hmm. but i have had acne for for a while now um uh let's see and in the spring uh i get allergies mm-hmm. so this was the perfect time for me to try it out um so yeah i eliminated um a bunch of common foods and ingredients that i really don't they, they don't really have n- nutritive value so it it shouldn't do it shouldn't do anything but give my body a rest, correct? In mm-hmm. theory. Right. Um, and it's been cool. I mean, what I've noticed for myself is, uh, is, and I, I say, I, 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 I'm saying it because I'm actually feeling it. I feel like a lot of people will, will try a certain diet and say, it gives me so much more energy, but it really does give me way more energy to not have um, I mean, toxins essentially in your body mm-hmm. throughout the day that you have to process. Right. Um, and let's see, uh, as far as allergies, and I don't even think I've told you this yet though, but usually my allergies will last me like a month and a half or two months. Wow. And um, except for the other day when we got like our first real big sunny 80 degree weather day, mm-hmm. um, I, I'd say they've lasted like two weeks i usually use eye drops or do a steam inhalation to kind of like clear out my nose it's so itchy and i just wake up like clogged and my eyes are like like red and they feel like swollen Mm. but that lasted like two weeks and i only started the elimination diet maybe like eight or nine days ago Mm. so i i is it correlation probably i'm not going to say it's the cause but it's making a huge difference it's making a huge difference um so just one minor example i'm definitely i mean you i'm I'm, i want to be a food doctor first mostly i want to help people with diet with supplement with um transitioning from maybe um 
a pharmaceutical that they might no longer be serving them mm-hmm. um, into a more uh, natural um, alternative. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I have to practice what I preach. Right. So trying that on myself and having benefit in my own way is huge for uh, just like motivating me to want to give this experience to others. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, I feel, you know, the same about some things I do with nutrition, but then for me, a big one is fasting. Yeah. Water fasting. Yeah. Huge, huge on it. Can, can't recommend it enough to people that, right. you know, are ready for it. Um, I started out with the you know, very first time for three days mm-hmm. and I felt so amazing on that third day. I was like, I'm just going to go for six. Yeah. And <laughs> I did. And it was just like, wow. You I mean, know? you want to talk about the ultimate elimination diet, right? It's, it's not four weeks of doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. eliminating it all. Eliminate it all. And you know, f- something like 40% of our energy goes towards digestion so yeah. when you give all that a break, you know, you literally switch into ketosis and burn off of fat, you know, after a couple of days, three, four days. And it's, I mean, you would talk about energy, you know, I was waking right. up at five, 6 AM with no alarm. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel exactly like how you said about sleep and energy and, you know, um, like the quiet and there's not people. That's how I feel about the early morning. Mm-hmm. like super early that's why i'd wake up at like 6 a.m before exams and study yeah and there's nobody up there's nobody texting you there's nobody going on nothing going on and it's just pure focus yeah that's that's the the other end yeah right <laughs> there's you know yin yang like there's the opposite extremes but it's all yeah. in the, you know in the same kind of uh path but yeah i i enjoy water fasting a lot i've gone and you've done it you've done a 10 day one 10 day even up to 14 day oh yeah you did do I a did 14 day in, in that's September, right yep that's wild. And it was amazing. I mean, it, I could have kept going. I just stopped because I said, oh, I'm going to stop now. But, like, I just can't explain to you how good it feels until you experience it. I mean, talk about a reset, you know, for your physiology mm-hmm. and, like, your immune system completely regenerates in something like seven days. Right. And, and like, the way you feel mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. I mean, in some points, yeah. you know, on day, like, five, six, <laughs> I started feeling like I was high. I started feeling like mm-hmm. I was tripping in moments. Like it was incredible right. what's going on with your brain. I mean, all kinds of BDNF brain drive oh, nootropic nice. factors being, you know, pumped up when you're fasting and I would do sauna too. So oh yeah. Sauna, and then I would man. make sure to replete those, you know, electrolytes with Himalayan pink salt. Mm-hmm. But man, I yeah. Putting your body through it. Yeah. And then coming out on the other side. Yep. I, I feel like it's good for me because I do in those extremes, <laughs> uh, you know, I do really well and eat a lot of good stuff. But then my thing is sugar and it just goes, right. you know, down, it goes down some crazy paths <laughs> late at night and, uh, as it will, man. Yeah. And so for me, it's like these water fasts are a nice, like reset of just like clear all that shit out and start fresh again. Right. You know, and I definitely want to make that distinction real quick though, is I, for for me, naturopathic medicine, I it's it's not that I think the other side right. is is evil no. and like the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. I 100% believe in the other side. We're taught the other side. There's mm-hmm. chemistry to the other side. It's mm-hmm. tough not to agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I I don't think that it should be our first line of defense against a lot of things. Um, but I say that, and I say uh, I think earlier I said like maybe take them off pharmaceuticals. What I'm what I'm saying is uh, I, I don't think that you need them. Additionally, 
on the natural side of stuff, if you want to talk about food, you do have things like sugar mm-hmm. um, that can be equally as harmful and equally as addicting as pharmaceutical drugs. Yep, um, for sure. And and so I, I'm not. Our side isn't perfect. You have to also uh, navigate the waters if you're going naturally, also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just I wanted to. I definitely wanted to make that distinction. It's not. It's not a competition. Right. It's it, it's not good versus evil. Right. Um, it's just I don't, how how we approach our health first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a paradigm, really. You know, view of there's nothing wrong with allopathic medicine for you know acute traumas and you know emergency situations. If I get in a car accident, please take me to the hospital. Don't come see us. No. Right. Do not. And so you know, I want their care for that and like some diagnostics and things that they've developed is amazing Mm -hmm. like awesome for that but for chronic diseases and lifestyle things which you know something like 80 percent of disease or something like that can be is lifestyle and like related and preventable Mm -hmm. then it's kind of like there you know a lot of unfortunately allopathic you know our allopathic colleagues and mds and do's they're not taught too much about nutrition in school. Mm-hmm. So how can they believe that food is medicine when, you know, right. That's just not their paradigm. They're, right. they're maybe learning that stuff on their own after school, you know, through their own education and things like that. Like one of my biggest, uh, fan or I'm a big fan of her, Dr. Kelly Brogan, who's an oh, MD yeah. and completely flipped Great her example. paradigm. You know, she got, she had Hashimoto's thyroiditis and got healed, you know, an MD naturopathic doctor helped her heal that um and she never thought that was possible and after that she just became totally holistic you know takes people off of their psychiatric drugs and you know is writing some really good books i highly recommend a mind of your own Mm -hmm. and then her new one own yourself which i haven't read yet but her is awesome yeah no that i mean she she's a terrific example one who's who's been through the gauntlet Mm -hmm. done the medical school uh practiced as such yep and then found that uh, there's there's a whole other side to this before before you have to come see the doctor. Right. The the stuff that is preventing you from seeing the doctor. Who was it? I'm not sure who it was. You're the name guy. <laughs> I can't believe how good you are with names, man. <laughs> yeah, that's part of. But that. Uh, whoever it was who said uh, it's ideally for a naturopathic doctor, you don't have any patients at some point. At some point through your practice, you have no patients any longer. Because you have shown them that within themselves, they don't need the doctor. They can totally, they have control over their health. Yeah. And you do have to, you have to give that autonomy to the patient. You don't want to put their trust in um, a surgery or a pill. And some people might say, well, what kind of business model is that? You know? Right. And in my, you know, back, past history of like business and right. people look at it and be like, well, how are you going to make money with that? It's like, well, I kind of <laughs> had some realizations like us being male in the naturopathic profession is not as common right now. There's definitely less males, I think, yeah. you know, overall, yeah. especially at our school, at least. Yeah. And so we're definitely unique in that we can't be having any ego coming into this and, you know, having this attitude because it's just not going to fly. No way. <laughs> we're a small profession and it's, you know, you're rep- we really are representing the whole profession with what we do and put out there. But our intention healing intentions as my mm-hmm. podcast name 
uh, is is very pure and, and good and we're, we're only trying to help as many people as we can yeah with the stuff we're into you know definitely and and like you had said uh, I don't know the statistics so I'm not gonna say on it but the number uh, the percentage of, of people who have preventative diseases yeah it's uh, high up there the yeah. percentage of cardiovascular disease the percentage of diabetes the percentage of, of obesity these are all things knock knock open the door enter naturopathic medicine these are these are things that we can work with you from the jump yep. um, so as for being a business model well first to that I'd say there's plenty of healing that needs to happen in America and other developed parts of the world all over. Yeah. There's, there's no shortage of healing that needs to happen. And secondly, there's a whole other market for optimizing health. Once you become healthy, the road, I mean, it could end there, but there are so many ways that you can just take yourself from here to here. Right. I'm big on that. Yeah. You just brought up a great point. I love, you know, I, I shadowed some doctors in uh, California over our last break here in January and I saw just some really amazing things about like patients that were doing really well, but they wanted to be doing excellent, like living right. in like their vital, right. healthiest self. And, you know, like you said, before you ever need to see a doctor, not even that you, you're good, but you want to be like, great. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I relate to that a lot because that's kind of where I'm at. Like I've, I've been very fortunate. I've never had any real, you know, health issues in my life. So I've, I've just it's been more about preventing anything from coming up and then trying to really optimize, you know, and I take all these supplements and like, I don't probably don't really need to. I just like to mm-hmm. <laughs> experiment and biohack and, you know, different nootropics I and things. That's great. Yeah. Better than the alternative. Right. In my opinion. Right. I agree. Um, and yeah, you're, you're big into the psychiatry mm-hmm. of naturopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. And that is something that, again, we know very little about. You can optimize that. You can be feeling the best of your life, but do you know what's possibly even further than that? Do you, do you want to explore that? I mean, if you want to talk about spirituality, right? You can you can you can go far with that. Yep, yep. I remember there's a Andre Belanger talk of this guy that came and spoke to our business class about um, I mean, the name. <laughs> How? He just had a unique one, you know. I'm very auditory. I, I remember that's that marketing or sales background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he said that the fastest growing segment in uh, medicine is spirituality. Yeah, that's that's huge. And I and I believe that. And I feel like we both, in some way or another, are are going to be big on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the future, that's yeah. just part of who we are. You know. I mean, um, we were just talking about it before we even started filming, but uh, I guess sort of, but vitalism. Mm like uh kind of instead of well here you explain it you you got you got it way better yeah i mean vitalism is just like a you know philosophy of of naturopathic medicine and just of of healing not only in our medicine but you know looking at the whole person and treating people and not diseases and and there's no you know protocols or or things that oh this supplement's good for this condition it's like truly getting to the root cause of mm-hmm. what's going on with people and oftentimes most times that ends up being mental emotional and then you know dr henry Lindlar kind of broke it down into like do you have toxins in your blood do you have a deficiency of of you know nutrients or do you have like a weakened vital force mm-hmm. and and that's you know a whole lot of things that we can do for that you yeah. know with hydrotherapy and 
homeopathy, which is controversial, but really shouldn't be. <laughs> I know. Like, do you, there, there are, there are cases where it works. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of them. And, and it's, you know, used what by else? 500 million people around the world. Like, could they all be crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a primary mode of care yeah. in many countries. Yeah. And, and so it's just, you know, looking on that energetic level of things that, you know, acupuncture now is pretty widely accepted yes. in a lot of places. And that's energy medicine. I mean, how do you explain a needle going into a point and affecting that energy flow in somebody's body? Like, right. what? Like, that doesn't make sense in a lot of right. people's paradigms. But guess what? It works. Yeah. So. Energetic medicine is, is another one of those that, uh, I mean, you can forever be optimizing. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, I mean, we live in, not to be pessimistic, I mean, I I love earth, big earth guy, mm-hmm. but it's a very, because of humanity, it's, it's moving in the direction where it's, it's tough to find, uh, corners with no toxicity or of any kind. Yep. Um, so we're all constantly being exposed to all sorts of environmental toxins yep. that, um, I mean, you, for you food or some, water or air. Yeah. You got to do something about that. You always, right. you always should be thinking that yep. way. Right. Eliminating, you know, minimizing them as much as possible. Yeah. Just being aware. How can you change something if you're not aware of it? Yeah. That's the first step, right? Yeah. And so going back to all of that, you know. And that's the other big one for for naturopathic medicine. If if I can make my case while I'm on here Mm -hmm. is we get that time with the patient. Yep. If we can, we can provide them awareness. It's one of our foundations. We're supposed to be educating. Right. Our, Our patient encounters are... I'd say minimum 30 minutes Yep. and at most, I mean, they can be two hours easily. They've yeah. been more than two hours in <laughs> clinic for, for myself. Me too. Um, yep. But, uh, but yeah. And, and in that time you can explain and educate and inform. And that is, that is almost healing in itself because yeah. once they understand what they're doing, it's not being given something and being like, well, I trust it. It's understanding like, Oh, this is gonna work. This is going to work. Yeah. And I'm going to do this. Right. And and that's powerful. I, I agree. And and there's a quote that I've read to you many times. I've it's one of my favorites. Uh a healer does not heal you. A healer holds space for you while you awaken your inner healer so yeah. that you can heal yourself. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and that's really it's like it doesn't you know, and I said this when we were at Salvation Army together. That's a great mm-hmm. <laughs> segue of topics we could yeah. talk about really great experience shout out dr keating yeah definitely big shout out um and you know working with a population there that um had a lot of substance abuse and uh just different chronic diseases that you know i said man you know i realized really early early on that you know it doesn't matter the fish oil or the magnesium or whatever Mm -hmm. that we give them that's not gonna dramatically change their lives it's the relationship that we have with them and talk and you know incorporate lifestyle habits and things that they can take with them the rest of their lives definitely and implement anywhere anytime oh yeah you know i heard this great quote on one of the naturopathic medicine institute uh vital conversations uh that they're like you know we could do our medicine a thousand years ago and <clears throat> a thousand years in the future the same way and it still mm-hmm. will work yeah and i love that yeah i really i really do love that and it's not to uh diminish right not the, at all yeah the effects that other allopathic medical therapies are like how well they work. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, 
it's ingrained in us and we know it and we know the things that we have to do if if we can be explained why educated why we have to do it why it's important i think i think it makes a huge difference yeah like I, like hydration yeah everybody I mean, drink knows more water drink more water okay, okay. great <laughs> awesome how do i do right. that you right. know how why is it important yeah how, how big of a difference does it really actually make mm-hmm. huge yeah <laughs> Just that alone. I mean, one of the most big, like drink enough water, sleep enough. I mean, if you do just those two things, right. Whoa, your world could change. Right. Yeah. Our, the return on investment in naturopathic medicine, it might not be the next day. Mm -hmm. You might have to put in some work of your own. Right. Which, uh, drives a lot of people away from it. Uh, we're, we definitely want that quick fix in America and I'm sure other countries, um, and that's why we, we find it. We find the doctor is going to provide that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, as far as healing goes, healing, getting yourself back to your innate health, that is, uh, I mean, that's within. Right. That's within. The healer within, yep. Um, I mean, it just made me think about the opioid crisis that's still ongoing. And who knows yeah. how much worse it's gotten during this time. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know yet the numbers, but... <laughs> How all that, you want to watch something that'll blow your mind, watch the pharmacist on Netflix talking mm-hmm. about the one of the pharmacists that like came out and whistle blew about all this stuff going on with the pharmaceutical companies, Purdue Pharma and others that were, you know, making these Oxycontins and just giving them out like candy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just unbelievable amounts of prescribing and unfortunately, you know, abuse from, from patients and you know, and it's like, it gets people to reframe, like, what is the idea of a drug? Like that was doctor prescribed. Well, I got these for my doctor for mm-hmm. my back pain, but, but is that really the right thing? You know? And then there's these other mm-hmm. substances that are illicit drugs, you know, for recreational use that are schedule one, like cannabis, right? like, you know, mushrooms, like LSD, like MDMA. And like really those when they're used properly with the right intention can be the ultimate of medicines, but right. that doesn't quite fit the <laughs> pharmaceutical paradigm. No, nope, no, nope. but it's changing, you know, it's changing fast and it's going to be very interesting. What happens maps, the multidisciplinary yeah. association of psychedelic studies is really spearheading that research with uh, MDMA and PTSD. Yeah. And you know, they're in phase three clinical trials right now. Oh yeah. They're making waves, huge waves. And I mean, the numbers that they've had so far, is like you know 60 percent cure rates cures from ptsd that were treatment resistant before Mm -hmm. and that's from three sessions (laughs) of of mdma and it's like whoa and that so this could be a pharmaceutical drug now prescribed you know for for ptsd and other things they're doing many other studies right as soon as 2021 (laughs) <laughs> not soon enough you know and it's just opinion. gonna really flip the paradigm of like hmm what is a drug how do we really work this i think i talked about this in the first podcast about you know harm reduction that's yeah. really the way of the future because telling somebody not to do something that this doesn't work you know we're adults we're going to do whatever we want to do mm-hmm. with our bodies and it's just about educating and how do you use this as in the right way safely getting you know a quality source of it right and there's many many benefits to that for you know, consciousness expanding, heart, you know, opening, awakening to things, new ways of thinking, on and on and on the list goes. Right, right. Exactly where the, the healing begins. Yep. And it's it's a powerful tool. 
It is. It's one, one of many. Not everybody, not psychedelics are definitely not for everybody. Neither is cannabis. But right. if it is something of interest to you, it can definitely be a powerful tool, you know, along with meditation and breath work. And, you know, I was going to say it's a very, it's <clears throat> a very physical uh, representation of what we were talking about with meditation, mm-hmm. feeling those emotions, processing them. Have you done that yet? Right. Moving past it. Right. In the right setting. Yep. Um, and all of these uh, psychedelics um, have the ability to, to do that in our brains. And, and we've got, we've got the, the research to show that something profound is going on in our brains when we use them. Um, so yeah. again, tip of the iceberg, yeah. tip of the iceberg, but it's, it's awesome that it's heading in that direction. It's just about having those options. Right. It exactly. really is. And I, like we said about being a doctor where you don't have any patients anymore, unfortunately for psychiatry, yeah, that's why they're kind of like clinging onto this so quickly now because they realize like, oh, wow, this is exactly what we needed mm-hmm. for some of them. But for others, it's like this doesn't fit our paradigm. How's, you know, mm-hmm. how's this patient going to be taking, you know, XYZ pharmaceutical forever? The pharmaceutical companies don't love that business model. I know. Goldman Sachs and came out and said, you know, curing patients is not a you know feasible business model. It's not a business. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Oh, Pablo's licking my toes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, but yeah, shocked it's, me. That's, a, that's a funny, you know... Yeah, that's, a, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. That's a rabbit hole. Getting into the, the money and the politics... Um, like they say, follow the money. If you follow the money, you'll learn. You'll learn some some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be exciting stuff, but um, yeah, that's and it's a big topic, big topic. But does it does it matter to you who is making the money off of the cannabis, or does it just matter to you that cannabis is is out there and people are using it and having benefit yeah i i the latter for sure but like i i definitely see the side of the you know who's making the money like unfortunately in cannabis it's a lot of white men it's a lot of old white guys who are just capitalizing on it yeah and and so that that is not ideal in a lot of circles and i i totally you know i'm a white male so there's only so much i can really right. say about it but i feel like you just got to change it yeah i'm not i'm not for that at all and no I, and i love the idea of uh you know illinois made a social like a social equity program for new cannabis business to be able to provide for you know communities that are that have been kind of fucked over basically by the underserved a bit yeah underserved and so that's that's cool they're at least trying i know oakland has done that different places are doing it but it needs to happen a lot more yeah, I'm definitely with that, you know, definitely, definitely it, you know, it's, it's already weird enough to have a, a copyright on a plant, right? <laughs> that, uh, that you did not create whatsoever. Yep. Um, but whatever, I mean, if that's, if that's the, the way it has to be, I'd rather it that way. I'd rather it that way. Yep. <clears throat> um, well, you want to talk about your skateboarding career? How that's been? <laughs> my God, just like picked a, a random thing from my past, like yeah. big segue, <laughs> fucking money and skateboarding. <laughs> you got to mix it up. 
Uh, yeah, I skateboard. I love it. It's meditation, mm. but it's also uh, painful at times. I mean, you, I skateboarded. I started when I was what in maybe fifth grade, probably. Um, and I, I, I'd say I got pretty good. Like for uh, for my age, I was I was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and and I definitely love that. Still a hobby today. Um, I got a board in the back of my car. Goes with me everywhere, man. Nice. Just went, just went. Look, it was a rainy day, so I couldn't, uh, couldn't actually do it. But Ken's and I just went driving to uh, a couple of skate parks in the area. That, I mean, the weather's changing, so we're we're gonna try. Videos to come, you'll see. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm excited for that. When I, I'll, I'll never forget when we were in the city by Grant Park one time and. <laughs> You're like, oh, let me borrow this kid's skateboard. Coolest skate park I've seen to date. Yeah. Oh, by sweet. the way, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was, you know, popping full. And he just went up to this kid and he's like, hey, at bro. night with the skyline in the background, that was something. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, man, can I borrow your board? And he's like, sure. And then I recorded him just hitting it. I'm like, man, Ben is like really good. I had no idea. Thanks. Like, low key. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely one of those passions. Um, but yeah, I mean what a what a life metaphor you you got this one trick that you just wanna you wanna land you gotta stick it and you probably eat shit i don't know hundred times before before doing it it's it's truly the don't give up like sport in my opinion because mm. it is it is tough and i mean you see the pros throwing themselves down you know 20 step staircases uh and f flicking the board into all sorts of directions and landing it but before that i guarantee that they busted their wrist they ripped their pants on the ground yep. they probably smacked their head like it's not encouraging that at all but yeah it was just i still feel it in my knees like to today i know those times where i was just chucking my body down flights of stairs i was like Ooh. that at, at that age that developmental age i was like that was probably not good in hindsight wow <laughs> you were doing some serious stuff yeah I, mm -hmm. I never really got into it like that yeah we would like film wow we would film it and like make put music behind it make a oh, little skate video cool. yeah that's awesome that's really cool. Yeah, I just got into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Coming out, man. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, they're doing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 uh, again for, like, I think PS4 and Xbox and really? all those things. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, It's just what I'm reading. Yeah, I haven't played video Which games. Which is a huge deal in, in the deal. skate community. And people who don't even skate. People who just enjoyed the, the games. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I remember playing that game a ton. Yeah, man. Some of the coolest people, too, in the world, skateboarders. Yeah, they'll find uh, the like, I don't know. It's like an art. It really is an art font, like driving past somewhere in a city. And it might not even be a staircase. It could be I don't, a ledge. It could be a wall and being like, I can do something on that. Like finding these little obstacles in where it's like a like a parkour kind of thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. which is really cool. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember uh, well, way back when I was living in Chicago with my first girlfriend uh, and <clears throat> she had a cousin that came and visited and she was dating a guy that was like a professional skateboarder mm. and was in town in Chicago for like to film some videos and whatever. And I just thought that that was so like, yeah. badass. I'm like, you just travel around and just film so videos, doing, man. <laughs> 
They get their shoes paid for. They get yeah. their boards paid for. Yeah. They travel with their best buddies. Yep. They wake up every morning, <clears throat> film each other, skating, doing what they love. It's a really cool life. Smoke we all we all bit, wanted probably. to be pro yeah. when we were young. Yeah, yeah. Probably smoke a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like really just enjoy the day. Yep. 100%. Living in the present moment. Yeah, yeah. They were the most present. Pablo's very present. That's all he knows. <laughs> he's only in the present, man. Unless he gets a little hungry, he's not thinking. He's yeah. not thinking forward. Yeah. I gave he's, him a little right here. grass-fed, organic, uh, raw ground beef earlier nice. as a little snack. Oh, he's eating good. I, I usually mix it in with his honest kitchen dehydrated food. <laughs> he gets the best, man. I give him a little turmeric supplement. Oh, heck yeah. A little vitamin <clears throat> D drops. I think that's great. Uh, I think that's great. A little fish oil. Yeah. It's all good for them. A little naturopathic medicine for doggos. Oh, yeah, man. It's, you know, it's the power of nature, man. The healing power of nature. I mean, yeah. we, we're both into botanicals. You have the nickname Botanical Benjamin Boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nate, man. Oh, yeah. Nate, man. You've ruined any alliteration with bees. <laughs> He's ruined it. Our friend Nate. Yeah. I was wearing, uh, I was wearing like a blue button down i mean just saying all this stuff yeah. is gonna brown shoes <laughs> brown gonna, belt brown belt blue button down like blue box tie uh, yeah eating eating blueberries like he just went off yeah. and uh i'm cool if that sticks i love it <laughs> yeah but yeah bot mad shout out dr Sorensen, dr smith oh yeah big time dr martin in florida yeah you've 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 really i i hope that one day you can have one of them on here. Yes. Um, that would be huge. I'm planning for both listeners. Dr. Sorensen and Smith. We're baby docs. We're, I mean, we're doing it for four years, but we're very new. Yep. Um, if you could have one of them on here, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, they would be so informative for just how far reaching uh, botanical medicine is working with plant medicine. Yep. Like they, they know it and they practice it. And um, wow. Yeah. That would be great whole plant medicine man you know using the whole plant and all the intricate thousands of compounds that we can't even begin to understand the you know intermixed web of all of that Mm -hmm. and then versus you know pharmaceutical medicine which is kind of like a single extract you know single component single compound extract of this like those have an effect physiologically like we know for sure yeah um but it's kind of like one of my favorite dr kelly brogan uh, quotes is like you know pharmaceutical medicine is like trying to pluck one string of the spider web and thinking that the whole rest of the web isn't affected yeah, i love that one and it sure is great visual yeah and it sure is affected and why why deal with some of those downstream like there's a time and place for pharmaceuticals absolutely for short term i believe never what we're saying for sure absolutely but you know overall i think that there's a natural way to do things, you know, and botanicals have the ability of not only acting as like a pharmaceutical type of like really powerful at one yeah. agent, but also all these other benefits that are just side benefits. Oh, it's also good for the heart. Oh, it's also good for the liver. Right. It's like, oh. I was just, I was just going to say that it's, there's, there's pharmacology in plants mm-hmm. and, and a lot of mainstream pharmaceutical drugs have been developed um, with like a plant as the as the example right um like the backbone of the chemistry of the pharmaceutical yep um so yeah i mean there's there's true plant pharmacology and uh 
like you said, it's it could be organ specific or it could be multiple organ specific, um, as well as having nutritive value. Right. You could you could take plant medicine, plant pharmacology, and also be achieving antioxidants, maybe vitamin E or mm-hmm. something like you will be actually nourishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Minerals. Minerals. Yeah. Uh, ton, tons of minerals. Um, yeah. Flavonoids. Like yeah. there's there's so it once you extract i mean if you're doing oil extraction i mean you can do tea you can do all sorts of things mm-hmm. but you you know you're getting you're getting so much more than just like well this is going to help uh, your liver right like a simple example is uh you know turmeric you know curcuma longa mm-hmm. uh let's talk <laughs> talk about naming strains of cannabis man oh yeah naming these botanicals these i love botanical them i don't herbs. know why i love the latin i feel like i'm in harry potter <laughs> um but yeah curcuma longa like they they say oh it's the curcuminoids you know curcumin okay that's that's what's been studied that's only a part of mm-hmm. it like well what was the randomly controlled you know, double placebo trial yeah we need that that's important for sure but that's not the end all be all no like what about case studies what about what you know the results and what works like yeah just seeing it in practice clinical right. experience right. is a huge part to that so i think the whole plant has all these benefits we can't even like verbalize yeah. at this point like and know, I, but. I had the chance of actually doing that in college uh, for my research i told you about this a while ago um the uh the advisor who actually kind of led me in the direction for naturopathic medicine she uh she had a very cool idea that involved the like uh, idea of dragons and it went into like almost like every uh field of study at my college hmm. um it, it was it was it was crazy to be a part of that but she gave me the chance to actually grow um a snapdragon do you oh, know what snapdragons yeah, are of course yeah snapdragons really cool looking flower um yeah. and enter and magus there you I go i think is the name um but yeah she, she gave me the chance to grow that extract the oil from different parts of it from the leaves Mm. from the stems from the roots um extract the oil from those plant parts and then test that oil on uh different microbes like in petri dishes and see if there was like antimicrobial effect wow um really cool like i that was also about the time where i was learning about natural medicine and i was Mm. like let's let's do this like i want to i want to stand out um I mean, and I did that for about two years, Sweet, but it was super cool. I mean, to grow the plant, to, to fully just grow the plant, watch it grow. You can't perform any studies until, until this thing is blooming. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to use its, its parts from my own little section in a greenhouse, um, extract oil from that you're talking about essential oils like you were just looking at your wild orange essential Mm -hmm, oil mm -hmm. cbd oil all of these oils um and use that i mean i tested it on like three different bacterial species that's it like i know nothing it's so it's so much bigger than what we know right um yeah wow yeah and it it was it was it was eye-opening it was huge for for me moving forward like in this profession oh that's really cool um wow man and and only three bacteria imagine out of the right you know hundreds and thousands of different ones that there are and and that's one plant and it's sad i mean we only use a handful of plants like we've probably only studied a handful of plants there are so many plants that like 
I don't even know, indigenous tribes throughout yep. the world might be using that we yep. barely study, barely, yep. if, if at all used, not even studied. Um, and I mean, then you think of like the Amazon rainforest. Oh, yeah. That's where how, what's the percentage of our biodiversity is in the Amazon rainforest? Yeah. And we're just tearing that down. Like we don't, we don't know at all what's, what's out there yep. and, and could be helpful to our health. I mean, that's, I, I'm glad you said that. I was just going to bring up the Amazon and like, there's so many medicines in there that we don't even have classified. We don't even know yeah. what they even are, but they've yeah. been using them for thousands of years in their cultures yeah. and their indigenous tribes. And, you know, ayahuasca being one of them, they just said, yep. that they said, literally the shamans say the plants spoke to them and said combine these two <laughs> one is the chakruna plant and happens to be an mao inhibitor yeah. so when you combine those two it allows you to ingest <laughs> right. ayahuasca and get the dmt effect right what the f like the plants told them to do that wild wild and what am i going to do tell them no right <laughs> i i guarantee that that did happen yeah i truly believe that yeah and one way to look at it is um modern medicine has been a blip in time yeah a blip in time like uh, i don't know if you want to say it started in 1900 like 100 100 plus years maybe mm -hmm. um and all of our research since then i mean we're doing it might be over the span of someone's lifetime maybe like a 20 maybe a 40 maybe at most like a 60 year study like combining all of this data yeah but i mean we're talking about thousands of years this plant medicine has been developed and understood yep. the the millions of of people who have come before us <clears throat> the millions of animals who have come before us and who have tried these medicines not whether it be medically or just like a food let me let me let me try this let me eat this let me ingest mm -hmm. this um and found the ones that work with these benefits that's thousands of years tens of thousands yep um so like to to prioritize maybe this new laboratory created substance that might affect our digestive system okay all right like if we understand it well enough okay mm -hmm. but how, why would we not put all of the, all of our funding into these things that already exist right that are growing whether it be for us or symbiotically with us um like it, it makes the most sense yeah don't don't uh what i'm trying to think is it an expression like don't create something that already exists like right. don't re remake the wheel or yeah, something like yeah, that yeah um like we we could be doing that and we should be doing that yeah and in, in so many more like ways than we are i i agree totally man and and you know it's it's kind of interesting my perspective is i've been very fortunate i've been able to travel a lot and i've been to europe a bunch of times and i have a bunch of family there and so I get this perspective on on just how much more natural medicine, botanical medicine, all of these things, homeopathy is yeah. is just commonplace in in Western Europe, especially. Right. It's just like night and day. The research that they're doing out of Germany with botanicals is just like yeah. mind blowing, you know. And and so the U.S. definitely has some catching up to do in that regard. But you know, we're five percent of the population of the world in the U.S. And we consume fifty percent of the pharmaceuticals. I mean, <laughs> what uh, is that? Yeah, I know. I I've stopped believing in coincidence. Yeah, like a, a while ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
that's yeah those numbers can be very upsetting it's never too it's never too late to to start making the change right and 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 naturopathic medicine is booming it is growing i mean i drive down uh the highway to chicago and i'll see the the billboards um for the medical schools in chicago Mm -hmm. um offering a more holistic approach yeah offering preventative medicine Mm -hmm. um which is i'm 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 cool with that that's that's great yeah that's great because you know what people are seeking that functional medicine they're not you know running a trial and error test here people want that so they're going to advertise with that yeah you know the the gluten-free section at the grocery store doesn't just exist because producers are like well let's see if people like it people Mm -hmm. demanded that yeah and now it's there Right. And that's the same thing for the medicine that, that, I mean, the direction of medicine, I guess. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's the, you know, voting with your dollar. And, exactly. And, Big one. You know, that's exactly right about gluten-free. Same, same thing with plant-based. I mean, yeah. that movement has been exploding. And when White know. Castle has a vegan burger, right. you know, people are, are demanding this. Yep. They're not just trying to, I don't know. I was watching this history. Experiment. Of, Yep, exactly. It's a mass experiment. I was watching this history of um, fast food in America, uh, doc- like documentary thing on Netflix, and it said that Burger King was the first one to introduce a veggie burger in 2002. Oh, they tried it. So that's fir- that's 18 years ago. That's gr- great. That's not that long ago. Yeah. So, you know, there's been plant-based, vegan, you know, uh, vegetarian people for a lot longer than that. So oh, yeah. So imagine... You know, and it's, oh, yeah. I, I definitely, um, you know, support that movement for sure. I am a big believer in we need the majority of our diet to be plants. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Organic, yeah. you know, fresh, whole plants for sure. And, <clears throat> you know, a little bit of high quality, as highest quality as you, as you can get and, and afford meat when it's, you know, like a condiment, you know, 10, 20% of right. your, of your meat, of your mm-hmm. meal. Fine. You know. I don't see a problem with that. And there's definitely some benefit to that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, following the blue zones, mm-hmm. another thing that's very, uh, evidenced yep. is the blue zones and their health and what they prioritize. Yep. And, uh, there are a few, I think there's one that might be plant-based. Um, but there are a few that incorporate <clears throat> just some high quality meats, mm-hmm. uh, several times a week. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be every day. Um, and yeah, that's, that's definitely the way that we should be looking at that. Uh, okay. So <laughs> global warming, <laughs> how do you feel about that topic? <laughs> I was actually just about to say before that little chime sounded, um, that's a, that's a tough topic to, to tread on yeah. because there is, there's a lot of land being destroyed for things like soy and corn and plants, if you will. Right. Um, yeah. For the same thing, destroying, destroying the, the, the globe as well. Yeah. Amazon, for example. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has, it has a huge environmental impact. Um, and it, uh, I mean, think of all the food that we feed the animals that we eat. Where, where could that be going instead? The water, the water that Beans. those animals require. And for the plants. And for the, yeah. That's, it's a lot. And again, the land. I, mean, I think 80% of water. Reaching. Oh yeah. 80% of water is used for animal agriculture. Right. 
and it, it should never be that way. It should never, ever be that way. If we have that, it should be distributed. It should not be given to an animal source that we're going to eat yeah. in that, in that quantity. It's kind of backwards. Yeah. Um, One of our good friends, Brian Bernier at school, uh, he's a, yeah. he's plant-based and he, um, has been really vocal about it lately. And, you know, he's, he's just adamant about like, Hey, <clears throat> um, I lost my train of thought with that now. Yeah, he's 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 yeah. definitely uh, he's in it for the right reasons yeah. for sure. And there's a huge spirituality component to it also mm-hmm. of uh, you know not killing the animal, not eating the killed animal. Uh, I mean, for those cultures who do, and I mean I do. Yeah. Uh, but you just eat less of it and and have like a certain gratitude toward it if you choose. I was just to, gonna say gratitude. You're you're. I bet you you're thinking about. Thank you for giving your life for my 100%, sustenance. One hundred percent. You want to talk about healing intention? Like yeah. Put that intention out there. For uh, sure. If that animal had to die this way for you, right? Um, then yeah, you 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 really should be thinking that way. I know what I was gonna say. It came back. Give it to me. Brian Bernier about uh, he's been talking about just check out these videos. Check out this quick four minute video on YouTube about right. the CAFOs. Mm-hmm. The, what does that stand for again? I can't even remember. I don't know. I'm p- terrible with names, yeah. but, but the, you about. know, animal farm, like the in- industrialized, right. Um, just factory farms yeah. of just crowded animals in a, in a warehouse yeah. and just terrible conditions that once you watch that, how can you actually support that? Yeah. Know? Right. Right. And if you're going to continue to eat meat, then you want your meat being, under those circum like conditions yeah oh wow it's terrible i mean we were probably an hour ago talking about uh mental health and stress mm. and what yeah. it does to our physiology yep. and our health like you think you're eating quality meat quality meat nutritious mm. meat yep. not terribly inflamed meat uh under these factory farm conditions it's it's not there's just there's no way Right. There's, there's no way. And once you see that, it does kind of start. I mean, it gets the gears turning. That's exactly. I'll tell you this much. When I was in Switzerland visiting family, uh, you know, you eat the cheese there, man. I mm-hmm. mean, you can tell the quality. You can tell that those cows were in the mountains living their best life. Yeah. Just happy. Grass fed. I mean, just living in the sunshine. And yeah. I saw a lot of those cows out in the mountains just grazing, just like, oh, yeah. what a life for a cow. You don't feel a bad about that. You feel like this is a healthy exchange. Symbiosis. Yep, with, with Earth, with Mother Nature. Right. Like, you're providing you, you're providing me, the circle of life kind of thing. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's um, it's huge. Yeah. I I had a thought. Global warming. Thought, man. That's what we were going to do. We were hitting saying. on global warming. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on I f- that? I mean, sh- sh- we, we've, we've hit the Amazon, but how about the ocean? Yeah. How about the ocean? I actually, my brother just sent me a video. Um, it was, uh, it was Jack Johnson. Mm. It was called the smog of the sea. Mm. Um, and he, he's a singer, right? Yeah. Jack Johnson, the artist. He's, uh, love his music, man. You should have that as your intro for this podcast. Nice. I'm telling you, it'd be a, it'd be a delightful little segue. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. I know my cousin Errol. Shout out Errol. He loves Jack. I think Johnson. you have to like get rights from him to yeah, use it. So I think so. Just here, I'll give you his number. All right, cool. <laughs> it's <up back. laughs> um, but yeah, just um the the impact on the ocean 
I'm not going to harp on it right now. We all know. But when you sit down and you think about it, if you just give it, if, if we started a timer and gave it 60 seconds and you thought about where, like, all of our waste goes. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's disgusting and it's upsetting. Um, and uh, a, big, a big point that they made in this, which I had never heard before, but I was like, oh, shit. No, duh. Was um, that if you produce the plastic, you're responsible for where it goes. You're you're responsible for the effects it has on the environment. Wow. Right? And so for these billion, mega, multi-billion dollar companies, they can't put some money, and by some I mean a good chunk of that, and yeah. still be filthy rich right. uh, toward uh, helping the environment. Right. You know? It's 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 sick. It's, it's so it's true. Really, uh, it's, it's backwards, man. Yeah. We will buy... And, you know, the worst place you see it is produce, strangely. Like, why does our produce need to be packaged like that? It's not It's not processed food. It's not like that. Totally. It's got a shelf life. It doesn't need a package. So, like, I bought some dates, and they were in a plastic container. Mm-hmm. And the moment I got home, I put the dates in a bowl. Mm. And that plastic lasted 15 minutes, and I threw it away for eternity. Because yeah. it's very, I mean, it's not a, a quick biodegradation at all no I'm, I'm with you man and you know i got turned on to this from watching this uh, documentary plastic paradise i think it was called oh yeah have you seen that one no Where i heard of it it's about the huge uh you know just giant size like the size of texas thing of trash in the middle of the ocean yeah that's where <laughs> they went that's where they went in in the um in the place and and the, they say in this in this documentary oh. that that doesn't even exist wow that like hardly exists because it's so dispersed jeez you think it's this like local landfill and we're taking up this certain amount of space in a huge ocean no they went like days into the ocean and did a like a filter i'm not sure what it was called i don't right. even want to try to guess did a filter of just the top just the top the things that aren't going to sink because plastic will sink right um and and they found so many so many pieces of plastic like uh i don't know what the weight was but like every time they did it a certain amount and they're like so far into the ocean it's not just where our boat goes a little bit off to the coast and and drops our shit right yep and what's worse is the places that they're dropping it if american uh tankers whatever they are carrying all this trash um dropping it in i mean if if you read about the country's shores that they drop it close to it's like that is just awful mm. that is just awful it's not even their trash number 1 and number 2 most of them are um like uh not very industrialized to begin with like they can't do much with with the trash that just washes up on their seas and ruins their clean actual drinking water unbelievable yeah I mean, that, they said a statistic in that documentary, Plastic Paradise, that uh, 60 million plastic water bottles are thrown away in the U.S. every day. Right. 60 million. Like, what? That's mind-blowing. Why? 
and and just unnecessary it's an unnecessary that, expense you know you carry around this thing i have a gallon right. you know, a glass gallon that i usually carry around everybody at school knows me by mm-hmm. you know it's all about hydration and um it really is but, every cell yeah <laughs> and and you when you have it around with you and you know and you refill the same container it's you're avoiding so much plastic yeah use i mean i see these yeah. huge containers you know things of bottled water people buy 24 <clears> pack whatever and i'm just like whoa you know i i just i remember doing that and i just i highly recommend switching to this you know some kind of a filter and refilling your own bottle if you can absolutely every every day that you go by and you're throwing away these plastic whether it be in a a dumpster or a recycling bin whichever one it's it the the impact extends far beyond today uh, and that's what I think a lot of people who are making decisions about the environment these days don't understand is it's not, you know, they're thinking presently like, well, it's not affecting my life right now and it yeah. won't in 10 years. Yeah. But what about, what about your grandchildren? I mean, and, and oh gosh, that's, that's another terrible thing. Greta, Greta Thunberg mm-hmm. w- to have a girl of her age walk into these congressional places wherever she goes to speak all of the time and have mostly older men and even some older women deny what she's saying to her face hear hear what she's saying process it look a girl of that generation in her eyes talking about generations after her Mm -hmm. and and not be able to vote or whatever the fuck they do (laughs) to make the the right decision for the environment yeah. yeah it's criminal yeah it's criminal i agree it's you know the, it's looking at profit as the bottom line only and there's a better way to look at things in business that i've since learned about and it's the three p's you're looking at profit of course you want to be in business to make a profit but then also people and how you're affecting people and the planet yeah oh yeah all three you got to take in all those account yeah to, to really you know holistically look at it all like right it's uh it's important and i think that will just nourish your soul so much more so much more than the money right because i know a lot of people with money that aren't looking like they're the most happy and and like what does money do ultimately like yeah it's important but you know (laughs) right it's not the end goal right yeah yeah it's it's tough to to have billionaires walking in a world where some people in areas that have a currency even can't uh, afford to buy what i mean i mean i could say anything right now food for their kid oh man it's it, it reminds me of our the part of the population we worked at at salvation army was uh yeah. homeless homelessness yep and <laughs> why the fuck does that exist <laughs> and and my cousin from switzerland uh came and visited and he's like man you know america's great but like I would never live here. Like, first of all, your education isn't free. Second of all, your healthcare isn't free. Right. Uh, and then why are there homeless people? If right. you have all this money, what the fuck? Right. And I don't have an answer. I, you do. <laughs> you know the answer. Socialism. You know the answer. That is. I mean, it is. You just, it's, if you don't even have to call it socialism, just yeah, re- I know. redistribute the money. Right. Redistribute the money elsewhere. Yes. We don't need. I I know very, I know so much more about naturopathic medicine 
it's not it's not my place to talk about politics and money and how mm-hmm. that all works logistically. Sure. I agree. But I know too, yeah. that if I know how I, the amount I've read the amount our our military receives, for right. example, right. in times of no war. Yeah. Why why are we not distributing that to other like impactful areas of this world? Education, yeah. food, right. homelessness, like because we got to beat our chest and show that we're the strongest country. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough to swallow. Yeah, it's tough to swallow. And um, I love this country a lot. I really do. I love being American and having freedoms somewhat definitely. sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, questionable right now. Yeah, overall, um, it's not the only great country in the world. <laughs> there are many out there successfully doing what a lot of people in America are afraid of. Yeah, and living happily. Right. Yep, and I th- I do believe it's, it's just land not of- the American way. Yeah, I know we gotta work, 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 sleep when you die. Yep, eat a bunch of whatever shit you want. Yeah, and that's not sustainable. No, it's it's really it's really not. It's about balance, and it's about you know you gotta you gotta think about that balance always. You know, like they say in meditation, vipassana meditation, equanimity. Is, mm-hmm. is the goal kind of a balance you know you want to get too too hyper too crazy and too too down just kind of more in that that middle way as they say in mm-hmm. in buddhism so yeah um you yeah. know that, that talk about a crazy experience that 10 day vipassana meditation retreat i did oh and yeah i recommend that to anybody that can take the 10 days off i did it before i started school uh april when i moved back from california and I did a 10 day meditation retreat silent. You don't talk to anybody. You don't read. You don't look at anything. You just meditate for 14 hours a day. Talk about going inward. Yeah. And I mean, you feel like you're losing your mind the first yeah. few days. Like literally you feel like you're going crazy. I did at least. And a lot of people report that. And <laughs> then you just have this like ultimate, like just whew, calm yeah. that you've never experienced. I'm just, mm-hmm. I mean, multiple hours throughout the day i would have like just no thoughts at all it would just be you know that's so great crazy and then you know and then what was insane though was <laughs> at one point uh, um sitting there meditating in my room and all of a sudden a future rapper you know <laughs> lyric comes up in my head i was like, just about to say didn't some rap song start <laughs> playing like day eight into yeah fucking... yeah like day eight all of a sudden i hear fucking that bitch in a layup hey. <laughs> like it's layup by future like this <laughs> song that's deep in my subconscious somewhere just comes out that's what they said meditation kind of like unravels your subconscious yeah how does it happen they're like well how does a rope unravel itself it Mm -hmm. just kind of does yeah (laughs) and i mean that's that's so it's so funny because of what it was the content of what came out yeah but like what did that what does that mean right why, what else is deep down that? there? Yeah. Why did that one stick? Those uh, lyrics, I've listened to that song probably hundreds of times by now, and those lyrics really just aren't, I don't know, the greatest, I yeah, would say, if you're yeah. being honest. And so you think about that, like this stuff gets in your subconscious. They even said when you leave the retreat, be careful going into like a convenience store or something, it'll be like overload. St- like stimulus All the colors, overload. all the different stuff yeah. just coming at you. It's all designed it's subconsciously in, to, to We're get all you. super powerful. We're right. warriors every day, man. Yep. Like just swimming through this world. Like we, if we, if we can have a good day, that's seriously a high five worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And you're super big into retreats. 
<laughs> yeah. You, you love the idea. I love the idea of retreats a lot. Yeah, I'd love to do that um, as my, you know, short to medium term goal here out of school. Because how, how all encompassing. A lot of people can't prioritize their health because of their lifestyle. So retreat from your lifestyle right. and prioritize your health. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it should almost be a part of health insurance. Mm. It really should. There if, you go. if they really wanted to insure health, um, they should allow that yearly, annually, if not biannually. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, and you can do everything. You can focus on everything that you can't otherwise focus on throughout yep. a normal day. They used to have it. It's part of our, you know, naturopathic history. They had sanitariums where uh, people would go for a week, you know, two weeks, a month, even mm-hmm. longer, I think, for really chronic dise- diseases. And they would do everything, hydrotherapy outdoors. They would give them all the right foods. They would have them do exercises. They'd be out in the sun, like everything. And that, I just feel like that's a wonderful idea because I'd love to incorporate a whole lot of things. You know, I'm about... <laughs> Right. layering different therapies together right like you know the kangen water electrolyzer reduced water mm-hmm. you know and then uh cannabis and different all kinds of different forms right um psychedelic assisted therapy you know mm-hmm. if it's in a country that it's legal which there are already quite a few that are mm-hmm. and it's going to be here someday soon too mm-hmm. so um you know many other things meditation yoga acupuncture you know chiropractic mm-hmm. like everything has a place in there for sure um but i just love that idea of somewhere where you escape your lifestyle get taught a new way to live right. to help to find your you know inner healer and then um go back and then really it's about integrating that into your everyday life right that's the tough part and once you, know. you do that and you have that experience mm-hmm. you you will make small changes it might yeah. not be it's not going to be overnight Yep. 100% of the time. But right. uh, it's definitely it's definitely about like working with someone who's willing to work with you, mm-hmm. which is uh, where I think naturopathic medicine shines. Um, we want to buy in. We want we want to have you yep. for a certain amount of time yep. and like help uh, kind of like reconfigure your lifestyle, your relationship with so many pillars of health mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you can do that on your own and you no longer you no longer need a doctor and your health insurance is in your food it's in your movement throughout the day it's in your meditation right yep yep yeah. I love that yeah man I love that man well said well um, you have any last words I feel like this is closing remarks we're at wait do we uh, hour 46 hour 46 yeah Wow, nice. Some good stuff in there. Yeah, we really I mean, we could it. keep going, but I'm starting to sweat, and it's just getting... <laughs> I know, it got hot in here. <laughs> yeah, no air conditioning on while we record here. So, yeah. Um, uh, what Final thoughts? What's on your mind? You no, I, um, I enjoyed this. This was cool. This is, ki- this is kind of what you and I do, yeah. like, pretty often anyway. Right. Um, I said, might as well record it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right, exactly. And, uh, no, I, and this, by the way... For everyone who's watching the video, this setup you're seeing is 100% organic, Adrian. This is this is not put together at all for a podcast. Yeah, true. This is how it's been forever, man. Mm-hmm. You'll sit here usually and I'll sit there and yeah. all of this is like you didn't have to move anything, buy anything, arrange anything differently. Yep. And it looks, <laughs> it looks terrific. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I actually put this 
I took a picture of this and put it in my marketing paper with Dr. Ekampora. Oh, really? And she said, it looks very inviting and nice. It, it for is. For like how my like clinic, like, couldn't you see this? Me sitting there and then, you know, the patient sitting right here. Yeah. Like. Way more inviting, man. <laughs> it's possible. I just, yeah. I just thought of that right now on the spot. Dude, yeah, but absolutely. But I'm moving out of here August 31st, so. I know. I mean, you're bringing the furniture. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you have house calls. You're right. You're saying. Right, right. Yeah. Telemedicine coming near you. Telemedicine. That's what, You've that's, had a few experiences. I, I've had a few. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, different. Um, so anything else? Lastly, the last second thoughts. Um, no, man. Thanks for having me. This was cool. Um, I I hope that this grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah. I know you really well, and I can speak to your purity, and you mean everything you say. Thank you. Um. And yeah, I was happy to get on here. Obviously, at this point in my life, I'm I'm finishing naturopathic medical school. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was super cool to talk about that. Yeah, man. I feel like also now in hindsight, I've said super a lot. Yeah. I have said super. That it's might great, be a great word. my adjective of choice at this point. <laughs> I love it. At this chapter of my life. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, man. It's been great. And uh really enjoyed our journey so far these last four years and to be continued cool man thanks a lot all right